coming up. So, so would you vote Conservative at the next election? Yes. See, I can't understand that because Decrease what's the- being said is just so hurtful and th- those are the people oh. in charge. Again, a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Today's episode is, what are we calling it? I wanted to call it Never Kiss the Tory, Never Interview the Tory. But this is a really interesting conversation that we're going to have with uh, our guest today, who is Andrew Boff. He has been chair of the London Assembly since 2023 and he is a member of the Conservative Party. And he recently got kicked out of the Conservative Party conference because he disagreed with the vile rhetoric coming out of Suella Braverman's mouth. When the Home Secretary criticised gender ideology, one Conservative London Assembly member quietly heckled. There's no such thing as gender ideology. No, no, this is true. Andrew Boff was escorted out by police, marched out of the conference compound. So we decided, let's get him on. I guess you are our first Shame ever Tory Shame guest. On Shame on us. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Can you talk us through how you've been feeling the last couple of years listening to stuff like this and the build up to this moment? Well, I think, um, you know, as a gay man, I couldn't stand the drama, as you may. You hear chunterings of this kind of stuff. And I think you hear chunterings in all parties of things that you take objection to and you challenge them at the time. And so I'd heard about from the media reports that Suella decided to imply that one of the main reasons that asylum seekers have chosen to make an excuse for getting into this country is to say they're gay. And I thought, well, why pick on them? Why pick on gay people? So I thought, well, that's a bit worrying. But I, as a rule, I never believe headlines that are tweeted out. I, I think it's, it's a very dangerous thing to do to just respond to headlines. So I thought I'd hear it for myself. And I just became more and more horrified by the tone that was being delivered, first of all, on things like asylum seekers. Secondly, on a general sort of feed uh, attack on human rights, human rights that have predominantly been given to us by our own history, from going back to Magna Carta, for goodness sake, Bill of Rights, you know, habeas corpus, all those kind of things that the Brits are proud of, that we are proud of about establishing human rights. And here was somebody saying they're luxury beliefs. Well, they're not luxury beliefs. They're things that we've fought for for hundreds of years. And then she used that. For me, it's a trigger phrase, gender ideology, because nobody's ever explained what that means. <laughs> and, and it's only really ever used by people who want to say they don't like trans people. But they realise that if you say you don't like trans people, you're going to switch off an awful lot of people. So they invent an ideology. It's dangerous though, isn't it? Because by saying gender ideology, they're triggering people deliberately, or Suella is, to make people feel that if you hear about trans people, you'll become a trans person, or that we're trying to make the entire world non-binary and and force these quote-unquote beliefs on people. Well, older people like me went through Section 28 and all the arguments, and they were exactly the same. You know, Mm. gay people were a threat to children, that we were going to turn young people gay as a result of letting them know that there are actually gay people in the world. I've seen it all before. And to be honest, I, I don't think I stood up enough back in the 80s when those tropes were going round in order to put in uh, some very repressive legislation. And I thought, well, I'm not remaining silent anymore because it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same as gay men experienced back in the 80s. Children who need to be taught to respect traditional moral values 
are being taught that they have an inalienable right to be gay. So is this the first time you'd sort of heard Sue Ella say something like that then? This is the first time you really noticed it? I'd noticed the comments. And as I say, I'm always, I think one of the things that we should teach kids is don't trust the first media outlet you read, all right? Because media by nature, they try to be objective, but I know of no objective media outlet. Just research it yourself. Find out for yourself whether or not these things you're hearing are actually true, especially in the age of the internet and social media where so much rubbish is, is spoken, unevidenced rubbish is spoken, that young people should be cynical about what they're hearing. And I'm pretty cynical about what I hear. I, I like the evidence. I heard this directly from Suella. It wasn't a report of what Suella said. I heard... I suppose what I'm getting at is we recently heard, literally heard, the Prime Minister make a joke about trans people when he didn't realise he was being recorded. You don't need to be cynical to know that that's actually happened and that the Prime Minister literally said something transphobic. I guess my question is, why was this the moment you decided to... Well, I was there. Right. You know, seize the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Carpe diem. There's no such thing as gender ideology. No, no, this is true. What I can't quite work out is, were you deciding to make a stand? Or do you just say something under your breath? Well, other people should judge. Obviously, I have my perspective on what I said. And I just went, as soon as she hit gender ideology, I said, well, there's no such thing. This is terrible. I can't even remember what I said to be. <laughs> How um, loud do you think you were? I don't think I was particularly loud. Yeah. No, I thought, I, and, and people sitting just a few seats away from me didn't even realize i'd said anything so i was a bit ashamed of myself actually yeah uh that i hadn't been a bit louder (laughs) um so as far as i was concerned it was all part of the interplayer conference loads of other people were making noise but they happened to be making noise in support of Suella. Yeah. And I thought a little bit of noise in opposition is is a good thing for democracy isn't it yeah (laughs) you see the problem i've got with this narrative that appears to be coming up in the Conservative Party is that all those comments were done, like things like the the single-sex wards that Steve Barclay announced, the comments from the Prime Minister about, uh, uh, about he knows what a woman is and what a man is and yeah. the rest of it. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. That's just common sense. And Suella's contribution, all of those were done without any reference whatsoever to LGBT plus conservatives, which is a fully constituted part of the Conservative Party. I would submit it is an essential part of the Conservative Party. And at no point did any of those or the Cabinet Office or anybody who's writing those speeches go to LGBT plus conservatives for their take. Because if they had, our trans members would have been most vocal about the kind of tone that was being delivered. This tone exists, though, in a, in a lot of places, not just at conference. In general, it's been whipped up by the Conservative Party. A no, lot no, no, of... no, 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 I'm going to challenge that. No, please do. Because um, if you see in the Greens, it's been a real uh, issue. And my good French. Um, oh, Sean I'm not Berry, saying. I'm not my, saying. My it's good not... French Arm Berry had to resign as leader. She resigned over that particular issue. The Labour Party has uh, certain members of the party who also give this divisive Well, I never rhetoric. said it was just the Conservatives. Uh, no, thank you. Well, that, that's where I wanted to challenge, because I've heard too much of that. It yeah. is not. And when you look at, if you look at my mailbag over the past few days, I, which, and 
public apology here. Sorry if I haven't got back to you. Um, <laughs> because it, it had been overwhelming. And 98% easily of the responses that I've got from Conservative Party members have been supportive. Because this rhetoric doesn't look like the party that I've been a member of since I was a kid. It is not the same party. We should have got away from that. Section 28... David Cameron had to make a quite justifiable apology for that measure. And I think we're just doing it all over again. And it's not the party I know. I mean, it's literally not conservative, is it, really? Because if you're a true conservative, then surely you believe that the state or anybody shouldn't be involving themselves in other people's business. I'm I'm so annoyed with you saying that because that that. that was one of my prepared. But, But exactly what I was thinking of saying is that of all parties... The Conservative Party is one that stands up for the individual. We believe in small government, not intrusive government, that goes into our lives and tells us how to lead it, makes us feel guilty about choices that we make. Or rejects you from a conference for speaking. Or or rejects you from a conference for speaking. By police escort. all parties, we should be the ones standing up for freedom of speech. We should be the ones for the state getting out of our lives, not being more intrusive. And for that to happen to the Conservative Party, I think is incredibly ironic. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy how LGBT rights are put into this category of being like left wing. And we have this argument all the time on the podcast. It's just, it's not, it's not on that spectrum, is it? People are going to, left wing people are going to shout at me here, uh, here because, um, you know, I, I'm definitely a Tory instantly. I mean, a number of people say, well, why don't you join the Labour Party or Liberal Democrats or stuff like that? Because I'm a Conservative. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to do that. I do want to ask you about that because that does seem... <laughs> I'm a Conservative. I want to read you a tweet from uh, Leon Fleming who's written, it's not your party and never has been. This is a reply to one of your tweets. Uh, It's not your party and never has been. They've always been a hateful, homophobic party. And until now, you've been happy enough to betray your own community and to be part of the Tories. It's great that you've finally opened your eyes, but you're still a Tory and betraying us. Well, the word instantly goes through my mind is bollocks but um, yeah, that's not the kind of language that I like to use um, and, uh, and but so is I, that, I, I, is that no, no that's not true it's just not true I would challenge the other parties because if you look at the LGBT uh, membership of the Conservative Party I would guess it's far more than, well, I think than any other party and the reason being is that we stick to a sense, set of principles about personal freedom valuing the family I don't tell you what that family looks like, but, but they we did. actually believe in family. But they did once. And listen, they, I'm sure other parties at the time were also homophobic because the rhetoric at the time was so much so that. Yeah. So yeah, I guess you can't say they've always been hateful and homophobic completely. But it might be true that you're betraying the community by being in a party who has Suella as the Home Secretary. Really? I don't think so because it's a voice within my party. And there are many voices that there are right. in my party to represent LGBT people plus people in our community. So, and, and in that, LGBT plus Conservatives does a really good job. So would you vote Conservative at the next election? Yes. See, I can't understand that. Because, because what's the, being said is just so hurtful. And th- those are the people I, in charge. I could probably po- point to hurtful things that every party has said. Mm. Um, but fundamentally, I'm a Conservative because I believe in individual liberty. I believe in freedom. I believe in self-determination. I believe in the small state. And there's no other party that believes that. You said that you don't think Suella will become the next leader, yeah. would you vote for Suella? I, I, I mean, it's highly unlikely within the Conservative ballot that I would be voting for Suella as, as leader, unless she has a bit of an epiphany. 
Is that likely? <laughs> it's not likely, is it? Another thing that's unlikely, realistically, is the Tories winning the next election, right? You can't believe that's... I absolutely do think the Tories <laughs> will win the next general election. Well, you, you, I mean, of course I do. I'm a, I'm a Conservative. I mean, I, I deliver leaflets, I knock on doors, I persuade people, I work on the London Assembly. You know, the problem with... Uh, no, it's not a problem, but a change that's taken place since I was first in the Tory party... People now vote on single issues. They tend to vote on single issues rather than a broad policy base. I'm still, I'm still of the view that you have to look at a whole selection of options and you don't agree with any of them. You don't agree with any of them. As an adult, you've got to realise that ultimately you're making a choice about which is the best of what you could, I mean, I'll talk to a load of people about this, or what is a, they may see as a bad bunch. You've got to vote for what you think is best. And that, the programme of the Conservative Party is what is best. In your opinion. If, in my opinion. <laughs> well, everything's my opinion. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think there'll be a lot of people listening that, disagree and and think and you know i we think live it, in a democracy don't i think we? it is right I that hope. you're in there fighting for lgbt rights and that's really important we're lucky to have you along with other lgbt mm. tories like thank god if there were none that would be horrendous but in general just the hurt they've caused our community yes. recently would steer you away from voting for well, which is why the I Conservative don't want, Party. Which is why I don't want them to do it because yeah. i believe it puts the conservative party in a bad light a really Bad but it's not just light. a bad light. It's also just incredibly divisive and hurtful and yes. it is causing people pain in the real world. One thing I've learned about human rights is that you assume that once you get your rights, that's it. The, the, the war is over, the battle's over and you can, you can sit down and rest. You can't. The battle for human rights is continuous and you, you don't just do it against your opposition. Sometimes you have to take that battle to your friends, to your colleagues and actually stand up for what are fundamental principles that have been established in this country and exported around the world, you have to stand up for them year in, year out. I mean, and yeah. that's what I intend to do. Good. And because what she said is, is pretty much hate speech, right? So that should be I do, yeah. illegal. She should be standing down. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I do think it is hate speech. I do think it is because it's unevidenced. Everything she said is unevidence. Yeah. It, there, there is no basis for any of those policy decisions. If, for example, there was some data that suggested that trans people were a fundamental threat to the rest of us, you could argue, could you not? You could argue, yeah, we, as a government, they should be looking at that. But there isn't any evidence, and there won't be, because fundamentally it's built on an absolute sham of an argument. Do you think she should stand down? As Home Secretary. What I think doesn't matter. It's up well, to it her. does. It's significant. It's <laughs> no, important. We, we don't vote on who's Home Secretary in the Tory party, but I certainly think there's Home Secretaries who've had a better grasp of social cohesion. Obviously, you're quite a, a senior Tory at the City Hall level, but you're not in the Cabinet. Why are none of those guys and girls speaking up about they this? Are. Why are they all turning up on Newsnight and, they and the Today programme parroting the, the same talk? They are voice? speaking up, but like all parties, what they do first is they speak up internally. And I'm not going to take. And where's that? Gonna, like, I mean, you're not going to betray confidence. Like they've betrayed LGBT people. <laughs> um, uh, not the people who contacted me. They said. Of course haven't. not. Where do you think that that will lead? 
or where do you hope that will lead? The, the change of tone, that, uh, yeah. uh, reviewing some of those daft things that they've come out with, especially the single sex, uh, the single sex wards thing. It's, it's just bizarre, and I want them to review that because there is no basis for it whatsoever. I mean, I know we're not going to get like a big gotcha moment out of your here or whatever, but you know, if if Jeremy Corbyn, which he did, was standing on a big stage and being anti-Semitic, people would say he needs to stand down. So yes. why won't you go as far as saying that Sue Ellis should stand down because she's said transphobic rhetoric that has literally I, I, I don't I don't I simply don't make those decisions but that period in the Labour Party history well I don't want to that, talk about that really but I just want yeah, to but that, that period in the Labour Party history was very very damaging to them very very damaging and to this them. is very damaging and this is very damaging to us and in that time there were a lot of people in the Labour Party who stayed in the Labour Party Good mates of mine, incidentally. I've, you know, and I, I seem to have more Labour friends than Tories. <laughs> no, no, that's not well, that's, true. That's there's not probably true. a reason for that. Actually, uh, that's uh, not true. That's <laughs> not true. That's not true. But I, I've got a lot of friends in the Labour Party. They stood with the Labour Party because they believed in the Labour of Party's course. principle. It's my party. Yeah. Who, who the leader, you know, who, who's Home Secretary and who's leader is entirely temporary when you get to my old age. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's no, incredibly temporary when seen, it comes to the Conservatives. Well, incredibly <laughs> temporary, absolutely. <laughs> you know, when, you, you, when you, leaders come and go, Home Secretaries come and go, and I, yeah. I sometimes forget who was, you know, because yeah. there's been so many. Is the Tory party, is it a safe space for LGBTQ plus people? It absolutely is. Because <laughs> I'm, if you want to join the Conservatives and you want to join my struggle... Just message me, Andrew Boff. <laughs> I'm on Twitter or Andrew at LondonConservative.com. Just message me. You will be more than welcome and you can join the fight. Yeah. Are you in, Dan? <laughs> I'm personally not, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been quite the ride. Yeah, it's so <laughs> frustrating, though. You want me to start instructing my party what to do? I, yeah, I guess yeah, so. You do. I, I want, <laughs> I see that you've got a fight in you, and I'm so glad that you are there in the trenches fighting that fight for our community but it is so upsetting the way this government has pivoted into lgbtq plus attacks and rhetoric deliberately either for votes or whatever it is they think they're doing and it, it's wonderful that you know there's a, a massive majority of conservatives that disagree mm. with suella and with rishi but they're the people that are representing the conservative party they are the top Tories, whether you like it or not. <laughs> and so, yes, they change regularly. You but know. that's so dangerous because it gives, it empowers so much hate on the streets of yeah. the UK where, as you said, transphobic hate crimes are yes. up. And they're responsible for that. I believe that your party is responsible for that. And maybe you're not fighting hard enough. Possibly. Always accept, always willing to accept criticism. And, and But, but I, I, one thing I do like about the Conservative Party is that when the mood changes, we tend to change the people at the top. And we do it with much more consistency than the other parties do. And who knows what might happen. What, between now and the election? <laughs> no, surely not. Only another two Tory leaders till Christmas. You know, that kind of, <laughs> as, as we were saying in the trust period. Andrew, <laughs> thank you so much for, for coming on. I feel you're deeply unsatisfied. Oh my goodness, I'm... no, don't be silly. <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's fascinating to hear what you're saying. And I think you're... The way that you're conducting yourself in this situation is probably quite admirable and the right thing to do. I, I do think that. Yeah, I guess it, I'm it, just... It's, it, it, look, it's not about me. It's about all the other LGBT plus conservatives. It's just that I was the only one who was thrown out of the conference. And but no. It, it was an absolutely awful experience, of course, to be manhandled out of the conference by big burly police officers. It was terrible. 
<laughs> Are you saying you enjoyed it? <laughs> anything of I'm not putting words in your mouth. Not a um, yeah, I, I, I'll repeat what I said. I'm just glad that there's people in that party fighting for LGBT rights and trying to get people to notice and stay and you know you do the right are. thing certainly that's a, that's very important join for up. all of us join no, please don't <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening babes do the admin and support a gay and a non-gay visit gaynongay.com slash donate